Hey guys, welcome to this week's podcast episode. I'm really excited about today's guest, Ryan Johnson. He's the founder and CEO of Three Sparrows Executive Services. We're going to find out all about the work that he's done doing. And I'm always happy to connect with entrepreneurs doing fantastic things on the cutting edge. And um, welcome Ryan to the show. So Ryan, welcome. Thank you, Christopher. Glad, I'm glad to be here. Yeah. So you specialize in uh, 10x your business, business growth secrets, building teams. So kind of talk about your journey and how you got to where you are today. Yeah, that's a it's a great question. Yeah, probably a lot different than what you'd expect. So this is this is a good question. I spent uh, my whole career in higher education, and um, uh, the first half of that career in college baseball coaching. So I was a I was a baseball coach. I was an operations guy on the field as I coached, as I took care of the field and and ran the budgets and all sorts of things. Right. So I was uh, I was a baseball guy, but an operations guy, and then. Uh, the Lord moved me out of that field and felt like I needed to do something different, uh, which was good because I met my wife uh, soon after that. And she said that would have never worked uh, to be a coach because you put in about 80 hours a week and you don't make very much. But uh, anyways, uh, so I moved into administration on the college campus. And so I got into admissions because I was a recruiter. I thought, well, I can recruit people. Um, so I got in there and did a great job recruiting students. And then uh, once I got uh, doing well there, I kept getting promoted. And then I realized I was a pr really good operations person too, um, and had a very creative mind, which is different than most operations people. And so I ended up uh, in uh, finishing my time in higher education as the vice president for enrollment management. And so I sat on the executive leadership team and helped strategy and operations and uh, all through the campus. And so um, again, felt led to get into the business world and specifically in in small business because we know that CEOs of small businesses uh, everywhere are the chief everything officers and so they need help to scale up their business but it's really hard to afford a full-time COO so that <laughs> brings me to where I am today yeah and um so I love this idea that you describe where the the where God or in the universe is kind of has a different assignments for you where you're learning different skills and kind of leading you. Um, it's very antithetical to the traditional kind of, um, you know, stair step one way path. Um, mm -hmm. um, so I love, you know, that deeply resonates. Um, one thing that you say is the best way a small business can 10 X their results by is by investing in their people. And in today's age. So for example, a lot of companies, what I've seen is they lay off the employees the CEO gets a bonus and salary. They offer dividends and share buybacks to benefit the shareholders. So that's kind of antithetical to investing in people. So kind of talk about this concept that um, you're, you're um, promoting. Yeah, I'm happy to. So that that goes to my coaching days. So that you know, as a as a great coach, you have to invest in your players, right? You have to um, bring the best out of those players, or else the coach doesn't get any any notoriety doesn't doesn't get any fame he may be a great strategist and know the game inside and out but if he can't build a team and and run that team to that's to its uh, greatest potential then he's not going to be a very good coach and so same thing in in business uh any organization if you build a team but you run along 
way ahead of that team and don't bring them along and and you don't concern yourself with that team like you said if you put most of your of your of your time in with the shareholders and the you know the board and making sure you get promoted and you get raises and nobody else or, or at least very incremental for everybody else people aren't going to want to work for people like that and so they they go somewhere else and that's when the turnover costs really start adding up when you have to keep rehiring people and so to me for small businesses if because uh, there's not many employees for small businesses you know anywhere from you know one to five to up to about 25 30 i mean you re- you have to really maximize your people uh, because you can't afford to just go out and throw money at a problem and solve it and so i love that all of my career has spent time in uh, small coaching programs and then small um higher education budgets and so you just learn how to maximize your your time and so i'm a coach i'm a trainer i have a master's degree in in training systems and so maximizing people just makes sense and of course then the ceo is not doing everything and they can actually have a life and work on the business and love what they do again so wonderfully said and one thing that i that i um was curious about is when you talk about you know transitioning skills from coaching to the boardroom and kind of share how the skills and strategies from coaching sports also help small businesses scale and succeed you talked about the people talk about how you it helped you to scale business and um you know grow to profitability yeah Yeah, absolutely well first of all if um the, the my main concept that i love to talk about i love to teach is if everybody takes ownership like the owner you have a really high chance of succeeding in business. But if you just bring in a bunch of a clock punchers um, that just want to be told every little thing to do, um, you're going to go crazy as a business owner <laughs> and you're not going to get a whole lot done. You're going to spin your wheels most of the time. So I believe the secret sauce that the, the engine is really training those people to take ownership and really um, not just train them how to do a certain thing, how to work a certain way, but also show them, you know, get invested in their in their goals. You know, what do they want to accomplish? Do you see a future for them in, in your company? If so, invest in them over the years in training and development uh, and raises, you know, bonuses, those types of things. So when you create win-win situations, people want to take ownership of what they do, especially if they're heard. You know, if they have an idea and they they bring it up to the CEO and he's like, ah, just keep doing what you're doing. Don't worry about that. <laughs> Who wants to take ownership in a company that doesn't want to hear their ideas that people are actually doing the work. So, uh, again, kind of goes back to that secret sauce of everybody taking ownership, but the CEO has to definitely put a system in place to allow them to do that. Yeah. I kind of, um, it reminds me of, um, just, you know, kind of the old days when I was working for, you know, corporate, um, there was all these issues that you were describing and kind of, um, you know, what I noticed was that they would just give you the party line or a lot of platitudes, but, you know, it's kind of like, okay, we hear you and it's back to the doing the same thing. So um, one thing that I, you also talked about is uh, clock punchers and just people that just want to be told to do. And a lot of uh, problems business owners face today is, hiring great talent because either the great talent they go on and do their own thing and or or they just quit because the boss is horrible and then you know the companies and businesses are stuck with you know hiring mediocre and just kind of 
really not very good employees. So kind of talk about finding and keeping rockstar employees. And a lot of the, a lot of these smaller businesses, uh, they can't bring in the accomplished rockstar, right? <laughs> but again, goes back to training. So just like recruiting, when you're at a small school, you're competing, you know, you want to try to go get those rock stars, right? If you can afford it, you're going to go try to get them. But more times than not, you're, you're not going to get them. Um, but so you have to find talent. You have to find potential talent and train and develop them. So a good coach is also marked by how they develop talent and then how they retain talent. And so um, if, if someone develops or, or really invests in, in a, an employee's training and development and really coaches them well and, uh, and encourages them to, to be their best, um, then the retention happens when you give them a seat at the table, give them you know opportunity to, to uh, take ownership with their ideas and, and make sure they're validated. But then also those renewal, those bonuses and, and raises along the way for certain milestones that they help you accomplish. Um, because without them, you're not going to be able to accomplish them. So let's create a win-win situation that helps us not only develop, but also retain. So don't get hung up on not getting the rock star because you can create a rock star if you find uh, some some talent and then invest in them. Mm, I love that. I, I love that. Because um, I know uh, one dermatology owner, he basically, he would hire someone with like, where he could train them they were trainable and they had you know they had integrity they had good work ethic they could be um you know older but um you know they never fit the the mold of the rock star but he could create rock stars and um you know you were talking about this idea of employees um they want to be seen heard and appreciated you know of course the 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 salary is important but you know if it's like if, if employees are just feel like they're not being used, they're going to go elsewhere. So, which brings me to my follow-up question is cultivating a visionary role in many business owners, they get caught up in the day-to-day and kind of talk about how business owners can step away, focus more on vision and strategy and kind of shift the operations more, you know, towards the, uh, the team and, and have it on and running on its own. Right. And that's a great question. Uh, entrepreneurs uh, start their businesses because they they want to be the visionary leader. Um, there, there are a lot of CEOs out there that are operationally minded as well, um, but really they want to work on the business and not in the business, um, especially the ones that want to scale quickly and want to have a lot of success and have something that they can run from afar. You hear a lot about, uh, let's uh, grow a business and let's sell it, right? Let's get a payday. Well, if you do that, you, you lose recurring income. So if you can uh, really get a business that runs without you or very little input with you, then that's a, that's a cash cow that uh, why wouldn't anybody want that? You know, have a couple of those businesses going at once. And so that's, um, that's attractive to me. And uh, I know it is for a lot of CEOs. And so if, if you can bring in a, a, a COO or maximize your management team, then that's a that's a win-win situation to me yeah so well said and then what another follow-up question is um once the business starts to grow how do you overcome expansion challenges and what are some of the most common hurdles small businesses face when they attempt to scale and what sort of innovative strategies do you recommend to overcome these challenges 
Yeah, it starts with the foundation. If you don't have a good operations uh, foundation, you're not going to be able to handle. You're not going to be able to know how to grow when the time comes, and uh, then you won't be able to do the right things to to keep the right people. Um, you start flying by the seat of your pants. So, so what I recommend is coming in and really taking a look at the goal, the mission, and the vision. Let's let's really look at this. Where do we want to go? What's the time frames here? Now let's set up um, the issues. Let's let's find out all the issues, all the roadblocks, and then set up a great communication and execution strategy with your team, where you're you're getting feedback, you're you're looking at metrics. Uh, everybody knows how how much work they can do. Uh, make sure everybody's 100% maximized. And um, and then you know exactly when it's time to add another person or to add another service um, because you're hearing from your customers. And if you don't have that good communication and execution strategy in place before you get started, it's really hard to go back. And then all of a sudden you're like, oh, this is, I just, I just don't know where to go. It could be uh, that you don't have enough budget to get out of that situation. So it really starts with that foundation. Um, but not just the not just the operations foundation. Like I said, it's got to be ha- got to have that communication and execution strategy to make sure you know when it's time to scale. Yeah, you know we're kind of coming towards the end, and I'm curious, like some case studies and kind of share memorable success stories where you know you led a small business from struggling to thriving and kind mm-hmm. of um you know kind of the ins and outs i'm just for the audience my last client was a uh and i typically work with SaaS and um and professional services but uh, this last client was a uh was a property management group um actually it was a property company but they had a property management entity <laughs> well once we got once i got in there i realized that they had 10 entities under one company and really, once we started working together, really understanding the mission, the vision, the goal—you know what drove them. It was co. It was there were co-founders, and um, they both had little different um, goals for the for the company, that sort of thing. But they both came to the consensus that we're working in our business way too much, and we don't even really like most of these entities that we have. And so, <laughs> I led them to to you know just in good discussion, and we all figured out that let's just let's scale this company back to three of the entities that they really founded it on and they really enjoy it and it has the most potential to scale so we're able to to slow the bleeding considerably with um, the, the cash was just running out the back door and so we got to slow that and really shift the focus to those three entities that are that are really going to push them forward and help them reach their personal and professional goals in the future and they were stressed out you know, there was the operations were everywhere. Uh, no one really knew what they were supposed to do, when they were supposed to do it, how they were supposed to do it. Yeah. And uh, and so that was fun bringing clarity and, and really bringing that team together to say, OK, this is what the owners want. And they're they're great owners. They're great guys. And they just had a hard time at- articulating that to their team to bring that ownership and buy in. And so once they realized that, they're like, oh, they're so grateful that the owners brought me in because now they care right so they were they heard from their they listened to their employees that said we need help and they brought somebody in so that really validated their concern for for them so that was a that was a fun job for sure to help them clarify what they wanted to do and now they have the opportunity to move forward and reach those goals they want to reach yeah 
I love that. Um, what, a, what a positive way to end it, helping people find out more about you and the work that you do. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, my website, threesparrowses.com. And uh, I've got a couple of free giveaways. So if they just go to threesparrowses.com slash framework, then they'll be able to download a free PDF with an assessment actually going to be about to launch an assessment uh, to help them kind of realize where they are and what they need. And, uh, and then they can have a free strategy session with me as well. And that first download, they don't even need to give me an email. It's just there for them to pick up. So threesparrowses.com slash framework. Yeah. For all the audience, let's thank uh, our wonderful podcast episode. I really enjoyed it. Very inspiring. And um, be sure to give Ryan a follow and like on all of his socials and his resources will be in the links and show notes. And with that, thanks so much for coming on. Really appreciated it.